Hello. Hello. Welcome to Infinite Cast Part 9. Part 9. The ninth part. The ninth part. Number 9. Number 9. I wonder how many parts this is going to be in the end. It's going to be not infinite, although we could really drag it out at the end. Yeah. In the same way that I can't ever seem to finish a food or a beverage. <laughs> yes, you always have to leave just a little portion left unless in case someone somewhere might want the last bite. You know what that is? That's like um, that type of math. The paradox. No, you know, calculus. Okay. It's like the limit, right? Yeah, the limit never approaches zero, but is never it zero. Approaches zero. Oh, man, if only my math teacher could see me now. Thinking about math. Thinking about math. Mr. Trombley, if you're so, out there. <laughs> shout out Mr. Trombley. Shout out Mr. Trombley. He was a great teacher. Um, the one math teacher I had, whose name I remember, uh, ended up uh, leaving his wife for one of uh, the students who used to babysit for him after uh, she graduated high school. Something doesn't quite add up there. He was also in a, uh, before he was a math teacher, he was a uh, in a touring funk band that opened for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. The Red Not Chili Peppers? The Red Not Chili Peppers. No, that was the, uh, <laughs> that was the Red Hot Chili Peppers cover band that was also playing at the same venue that we were in Las Vegas for Chapo that somebody said, uh, another Red Hot Chili Peppers... <laughs> cover band commented commented like are you like the red hot red not chili peppers and they were like no those guys are actually good they're the real deal <laughs> anyway the real deal. we should hop in, into All this right. you said that this is going to be a a, a a difficult one this is going to be a wild ride i was peeking at what i was going to read today and said to you chris i was like oh right this is the part where i think people drop out okay so i'm hoping everyone hangs so this our, tight this is our first speed bump well we're gonna we're gonna get through this together um it's right. not as bad as the uh, uh, bad A-A-V-E, though, so we're chilling there, yes. I think, to my knowledge. But let's get into it. Page 61, for anyone following along in the paperback. I am coming to see that the sensation of the worst nightmares, a sensation that can be felt asleep or awake, is identical to those worst dreams' form itself. The sudden interdream realization that the nightmares' very essence and center has been with you all along, even awake. It's just been overlooked. And then that horrific interval between realizing what you've overlooked and turning your head to look back at what's been right there all along the whole time. Your first nightmare away from home and folks, your first night at the academy, it was there all along. The dream is that you awaken from a deep sleep, wake up suddenly damp and panicked and are overwhelmed with a sudden feeling that there is a distillation of total evil in this dark, strange, sub-dorm room with you. That evil's essence and center is right here in this room right now and is for you alone. None of the other little boys in the room are awake. The bunk above yours sags dead, motionless. No one moves. No one else in the room feels the presence of something radically evil. None thrash or sit damply up. No one else cries out. Whatever it is is not evil for them. The flashlight your mother name-tagged with masking tape and packed for you, special, pans around the institutional room, the drop ceiling, the gray striped mattress, and bulged grid of bunk springs above you, the two other bunk beds, another matte gray that won't return light, the piles of books and compact discs and tapes and tennis gear, 
your disc of white light trembling like the moon on water as it plays over the identical bureaus, the recessions of closet and room's front door, doors, frames, bolections, the cone of light pans over fixtures, the lumpy jumbles of sleeping boys' shadows on the snuff-white walls, the two rag throw-rugs ovals on the hardwood floor, black lines of baseboards, reglets, I hope reglets. <laughs> I don't know a lot of these words for like furniture and stuff. The cracks in the Venetian blinds that ooze the violet non-light of a night with snow and just a hook of moon. The flashlight with your name in maternal cursive plays over every centimeter of the walls. The Rio stats, CD, interlace poster of Tawny Kondo phone console, desks, teepees, the face in the floor, posters of pros, the onion skin yellow of the desk lamps' shades, the ceiling panels' patterns of pinholes, the grid of upper bunk springs, recession of closet and door, boys wrapped in blankets, slight crack like a creek's course in the eastward ceiling discernible now, maple reglet border at seam of ceiling and walls north and south, no floor has a face, your flashlight showed, but didn't know never did see its eyes pupils set sideways and tapered like a cat's, its eyebrows uh, backslash forward slash and horrid toothy smile leering right at your light all the time you've been scanning. Oh, mother, a face in the floor, mother. Oh, and your flashlight's beam stabs jaggedly back for the overlooked face, misses it, overcorrects, then centers on what you'd felt but had seen without seeing just now, as you'd so carefully panned the light and looked. A face in the floor, there all the time, but unfelt by all others, and unseen by you until you knew, just as you felt it didn't belong and was evil. Evil. And then its mouth opens at your light. And then you wake like that, quivering like a struck drum, lying there awake and quivering, summoning courage and spit, Roll to the right, just as in the dream for the name-tagged flashlight on the floor by the bed, just in case. Lie there on your shank and side, shining the light all over, just as in the dream. Lie there panning, looking, all ribs and elbows and dilated eyes. The awake floor is littered with gear and dirty clothes, blonde hardwood with sealed seams, two throw rugs, the bare waxed wood shiny in the window's snow light the floor neutral, faceless. You cannot see any face in the floor. Awake, lying there, faceless, blank, dilated, playing beam over floor again and again, not sure all night forever, unsure you're not missing something that's right there. You lie there, awake and almost 12, believing with all your might. Mm. Mm. All right. We move on. As of year of the dependent adult undergarment. Okay. Uh, the Enfield Tennis Academy has been in accredited operation for three pre-subsidized years and then eight subsidized years. First under the direction of Dr. James Incondenza and then under the administration of his half-brother-in-law, Charles Tavis, E.D. E.D. Ed D. Educa like a doctor of education. Yes. Got it. Uh, Ed D. James Oren Incondenza, the only child of a former top U.S. junior tennis player and then promising young pre-method actor who, during the interval of J.O. Incondenza's early formative years, had become a disrespected and largely unemployable actor, 
driven back to his native Tucson, Arizona, and dividing his remaining energies between stints as a tennis pro at ranch-type resorts and then short-run productions at something called the Desert Beat Theater Project. (laughs) The father, a dipsomaniacal tragedian? Tragedian. Tragedian, thank you, sir. Uh, progressively crippled by obsessions with death by spider bite and by stage fright and with a bitterness of ambiguous origin but consuming intensity toward the method school of professional acting (laughs) and its more promising exponents. A father who, somewhere around the nadir of his professional fortunes, apparently decided to go down to his raid-sprayed basement workshop and build a promising junior athlete the way other fathers (laughs) might restore vintage autos or build ships within bottles or, like, refinish chairs, etc. (laughs) James Incondenza proved a withdrawn but compliant student of the game. Can I just interject that I really like when he uses like Me too. in in this to mm-hmm. keep it casual? Yeah, he that's the yeah, he's like playing it. He's playing it cool. I'm just like one of you. I'm not yeah. some freak. Or like refinish a hardwood floor. So yeah, the, the, But it's always it's always very effective. Yeah, it's always in just the right place. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's seasoned nicely. Uh ba ba ba. Uh, soon, uh, Spectacle, do- oh, okay, sorry. Uh, James Incondenza proved a withdrawn but compliant student of the game, and soon a gifted junior player, tall, bespectacled, domineering at net, who used tennis scholarships to finance on his own private secondary and then higher education at places just about as far away from the U.S. Southwest as one could get without drowning. The United States government's prestigious ONR. We go to end note number 23. Office of Naval Research, USDD. <laughs> okay. Defense Department, I assume. I assume. Uh, financed his doctorate in optical physics, fulfilling something of a childhood dream. His strategic value during the federal interval G. Ford uh, to early G. Bush as more or less the top applied geometrical optics man in the ONR and SAC designing neutron scattering reflectors for thermostrategic weapon systems, then in the Atomic Energy Commission, where his development of gamma refractive indices for lithium anodized lenses and panels is commonly regarded as one of the big half dozen discoveries that made possible cold annular fusion and approximate energy independence for the U.S. and its various allies and protectorates. Mm. His optical acumen translated, after an early retirement from the public sector, into a patented fortune in rearview mirrors, (laughs) light-sensitive eyewear, holographic birthday and Christmas greeting cartridges, videophonic tableau, homolocene cartography software, non-fluorescent public lighting systems and film equipment. Man, he really does not like fluorescent lighting, huh? <laughs> No, he does not. Then, in the optative retirement from hard science that building and opening a USTA-accredited and pedagogically experimental tennis academy apparently represented for him, into après-garde experimental and conceptual film work too far either ahead of or before its time possibly to be much appreciated at the time of his death in the year of the trial-sized Dove Bar. (laughs) Although a lot of it, the experimental and conceptual film work, was admittedly just plain pretentious and unengaging (laughs) and bad and probably not helped at all by the man's very gradual spiral into the crippling dipsomania of his late father. Mm. Dipsomania... Is that just straight up alcoholism? I assume. 
Let's do a quick. All right. Because he, he uses that word a lot. Look it up, Molly. Look it up. I'm not editing this out, so I'm just going to try to. Alcoholism. Alcoholism. Great. Thank you. Um, this is all James O.K. and Wow, from the Greek dipso f- for uh, thirst. Thirst, okay. This chronic this, thirstyism. This is all James Owen Condensa. This is all James Owen Condensa, Hal so and Orin like, and Mario's father. So he went to like optical school in his like 40s or something? Yeah, he went from a tennis player to like a, a optical scientist. We'll, we'll, to, hash, this, to tennis, we'll uh, hash this out at the end. But, but well, here's what takes us to a, a frustrating end note. End note number 24, in which uh, we learn the filmography of James Owen Condensa. Give it to me. All right, here we go. James O. in Condensa, a filmography, which immediately takes us to uh, footnote A. This is from Comstock, Posner, and Duquette. The Laughing Pathologist, exemplary works of the anti-confluential apre garde, some analyses of the movement towards stasis in North American conceptual film, with Beth B., Vivian Dick, James O. in Condensa, Vigdis Simpson, E. and K. Snow, from Onanite Film and Cartridge Studies Annual, Volume 8, Numbers 1 through 3, Year of DP from the AH. That would be Year of Dairy Products from the American Heartland. Page 44 to 117. This is the source material that does not exist. The following listing is as complete as we are able to make it. Because the 12 years of Incandenza's directorial activity also coincided with large shifts in film venue from public art cinemas to VCR-capable magnetic recordings to interlaced tele-entertainment laser dissemination and reviewable storage disc laser cartridges. And because Incandenza's output itself comprises industrial, documentary, conceptual, advertorial, technical, parodic, dramatic, non-commercial, non-dramatic, anti-confluential, non-commercial, <laughs> non-dramatic commercial, and dramatic commercial works, this filmmaker's career presents substantive archival challenges. These challenges are also compounded by the facts that first, for conceptual reasons, Incandenza eschewed both L of C reg- registration and formal dating until the advent of subsidized time. Secondly, that his output increased steadily until during the last years of his life. Incandenza often had several works in production at the same time. Thirdly, that his production company was privately owned and underwent at least four different changes of corporate name. And lastly, that certain of his high conceptual projects agendas required that they be titled and subjected to critique, but never filmed making their status as film subject to controversy. (laughs) Accordingly, though the works here are listed in what is considered by archivists to be probable order of completion, we wish to say that the list's order and completeness are, at this point in time, not definitive. Each work's title is as followed by either its year of completion or by BS, designating undated completion before subsidization, by the production company, by the major players, if credited, by the storage medium, films, gauge, or gauges, by the length of the work to the nearest minute, by an indication of whether the work is in black and white or color or both, by an indication of whether the film is silent or in sound or both, by, if possible, a brief synopsis or critical overview, and by an indication of whether the work is mediated by celluloid film, magnetic video, interlaced spontaneous dissemination, TP-compatible interlaced cartridge, or privately distributed by Incandenza's own company, Ease. 
The designation unreleased is used for those works which never saw distribution and are now publicly unavailable or lost. All right. All right. Got it. Cage, dated only before subsidization. Meniscus Films Limited. Uncredited cast. 16 millimeters. 0.5 minutes. (laughs) Black and white sound. Soliloquized parody of a broadcast television advertisement for shampoo, utilizing four convex mirrors, two planar mirrors, and one actress. Unreleased. Kinds of Light. BS. Meniscus Films Limited. No cast. 16 millimeters. Three minutes. Color. Silent. 4,444 individual frames, each of which photo depicts lights of different sources, wavelength, and candle power, each reflected off the same unpolished tin plate and rendered disorienting at normal projection speeds by the hyper-retinal speed at which they pass. Sounds interesting. does, right? Uh, Celluloid, limited metropolitan Boston release, requires projection at 0.25 normal sprocket drive. (laughs) Dark Logics, BS, Meniscus Films Limited, players uncredited, 35 millimeters, 21 minutes, color, silent with deafening Wagner slash Sousa soundtrack, Griffith tribute, Imura parody, child size, but <laughs> what, why are you laughing? I just, uh, I'm Griffith tribute, yeah. uh, Imura parody. <laughs> uh, child size, but severely palsied hand turns pages of incunabular manuscripts in mathematics, alchemy, religion, and bogus political autobiography each page comprising some articulation or defense of intolerance and hatred. Film's dedication to D.W. Griffith Griffith and Taka Imura, unreleased. Tennis, everyone? (laughs) B.S. Heliotrope Films Limited slash USTA Films. Documentary cast with narrator Judith Fukuoka Hearn. 35 millimeters, 26 minutes, color, sound. Public relations slash advertorial production for United States Tennis Association in conjunction with Wilson Sporting Goods Incorporated. (laughs) Magnetic video. There are no losers here. BS. Heliotrope Films Limited slash USTA Films. Documentary cast with narrator P.A. Heaven. 35 millimeters. Color. Sound. Documentary on BS 1997 USTA National Junior championships tennis championships kalamazoo uh that michigan yes and miami florida in conjunction with united states tennis association and wilson sporting goods magnetic video (laughs) flux in a box bs heliotrope films limited slash wilson incorporated documentary cast with narrator judith fukuoka hearn 35 millimeters 52 minutes black and white slash color sound Documentary history of box, platform, lawn, and court tennis from the 17th century court of the Dauphin to the present. Magnetic video. Sounds interesting. I'd watch that. Sure. Infinite Jest. Hey, that's That's the name of the book. That's the name of the book, baby. Infinite Jest (laughs) 1. BS, Meniscus Films Limited, Judith Fukuoka Hearn, 16 slash 35 millimeter, 90 question mark minutes, black and white, silent. Incondenses unfinished and unseen first attempt at commercial entertainment, unreleased. 
Annular Fusion is our friend. Damn, does it turn out that the Cursed Entertainment is a James Owen Condenza product? Who can say? Did I just call the twist? I mean, it's not really a twist. I guess. We, I think you kind of, it, it's both known and unknown. Okay, great. Uh, Annular Fusion is our friend. BS. <laughs> Heliotrope Films Limited slash Sunstrand Power and Light Co. Documentary cast with narrator C.N. Riley. Sign interpreted for the deaf. 78 millimeters, 45 minutes, color, sound. Public relations slash advertorial production for New England's Sunstrand Power and Light Utility. A non-technical explanation of the processes of DT cycle lithiumized annular fusion and its applications in domestic energy production. I would also watch that. <laughs> Celluloids, <laughs> magnetic video, uh, annular amplified light, some reflections. <laughs> BS. Heliotrope Film slash Sunstrand Power and Light Co. Documentary cast with narrator C. N. Riley. Sign interpreted for the deaf. 78 millimeters, 45 minutes, color, sound. Second infomercial for Sunstrand Co., a non-technical explanation of the applications of cooled photon lasers in DT cycle lithiumized annular fusion. Sounds less interesting than the last one. I think the first one sounds better. Celluloids, uh, magnetic video. Union of Nurses in Berkeley, BS, Meniscus Films Limited. Documentary cast, 35 millimeters, 26 minutes, color, silent. Documentary and closed caption interviews with hearing impaired RNs and LPNs during Bay Area healthcare reform riots of 1996. Also sounds interesting. Magnetic video, privately released by Meniscus Films Limited. Union of Theoretical Grammarians in Cambridge, BS. Meniscus Films Limited. Documentary cast, 35 millimeters, 26 minutes. Color, silent with heavy use of computerized distortion in facial close-ups. <laughs> Documentary and closed caption interviews with participants in the public Steven Pinker, Avril M. Incondenza debate on the political implications of prescriptive grammar during the infamous Militant Grammarians of Massachusetts Convention, credited with helping incite the MIT language riots of BS 1997. Is he referencing the same Steven Pinker who's involved with the Epstein plot? I don't know. I don't know anything about Harvard academic. I mean, I would have to assume that he's contextualizing Avril by using by using a real guy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, Steven Pinker, since David Foster's demise, canceled. Canceled. Uh, That movie, by the way, unreleased due to litigation. These are funny. These are funny. I thought I knew you'd like them, and you like movies. I like, and I also like hyper specific lists of funny fake things. You ha- and you do. Yeah, I mean, you went to you went to film school. Yeah, you like this film is art. already reminding me of uh, experimental films I watch in film school. Mm-hmm. I've got one in specific pulled up. Uh, Widower, BS, Lactrodectus Mactens Productions, <laughs> Cosgrove Watt and Ross Reet. Thirty five. Remember Ross Reet? He was mentioned as a. Um, a tennis instructor by Oren. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> 35 millimeters, 34 minutes, black and white, sound. Shot on location in Tucson, Arizona. Parody of broadcast television domestic comedies. A cocaine-addicted father, Watt, leads his son, Reet, around their desert property, immolating poisonous spiders. <laughs> Celluloid. Interlaced uh, tel-ent cartridge. Re-release number 357-75-00. YPW. That sounds semi-autobiographical. Perhaps. Cage 2. I guess his first film was Cage. Yes. 
B.S. Latrodectus Mactens Productions, Cosgrove Watt, Disney Leith, 35 millimeters, 120 minutes, black and white, sound. Sadistic penal authorities place a blind convict, Watt, and a deaf mute convict, Leith, together in solitary confinement, and the two men attempt to devise ways of communicating with each other. Also sounds pretty good. <laughs> Damn. Limited celluloid run re-released on magnetic video. These are just all David Foster Wallace's movie ideas. This is just him shitting out mu- <laughs> movie ideas. Death in Scarsdale. B.S. Latrodectus Mactens Productions. Cosgrove Watt. Marlon R. Bain. 30, uh, 78 millimeter. 39 minutes. Color. Silent with closed caption subtitles. Man slash Alan Parody. A world-famous dermatological endocrinologist, Watt, becomes platonically obsessed with a boy, Bane. He is treating for excessive perspiration and begins himself to suffer from excessive perspiration. Unreleased. Uh, That one sounds not as good. Mm -hmm. It's a little half-baked. Fun with teeth. (laughs) B.S. Latrodectus Mactens Productions. Herbert G. Birch, Billy Tolan, Pam Heath. 35 millimeters, 73 minutes, black and white, silent with non-human screams and howls. <laughs> <laughs> Kaczynski slash Updike slash Peckinpah parody. <laughs> A dentist, Birch, performs 16 un- unanesthetized root canal procedures on an academic, Tolan, he, ex- he suspects of involvement with his wife, Heath. Magnetic video privately released by Latrodectus Mactens Productions. <laughs> Infinite Jest 2. Hell yeah. Yes. Latrodectus Mactens Productions. Pam Heath, 35 78 millimeters, 90 question mark minutes, black and white, silent. Unfinished, unseen attempt at remake of Infinite Jest 1. Unreleased. I- imminent Domain. Im- immanent domain? Imminent domain. Yeah, it's no, but it's not eminent. It's immanent. Imminent. Okay. I-M-M-A-N-E-N-T. B.S. Latrodectus Mactens Productions, Cosgrove Watt, Judith Fukuoka Hearn, Pam Heath, Pamela Sue Voorhees, Herbert G. Birch. 35 millimeters, 88 minutes, black and white with microphotography sound. Three memory neurons Fukuoka Hearn, Heath, and Voorhees <laughs> with polyurethane costumes in the inferior, inferior frontal gyrus of a man's, Watts, brain fight heroically to prevent their displacement by new memory neurons as the man undergoes intensive psychoanalysis. <laughs> oh my god. Celluloid, uh, interlaced, tell end cartridge, re-release number 340. Like Isabella Rossellini's insect videos. It sounds like the one act sex videos. It sounds like the one act plays that um my high school used to do. Yes. Like it would be like fetuses in the birth canal fighting. <laughs> All right. Kinds of pain. <laughs> BS. A bon pain. A good bon pain. Letrodectus Mactens Productions, Anonymous Cast, 35/78 millimeters, 6 minutes, color silent. 2,222 still frame close-ups of middle-aged white males suffering from almost every conceivable type of pain, from an ingrown toenail to craniofacial neuralgia to inoperable colorectal neoplastis. Celluloid, limited Metro Boston release, requires projection Boston release. <laughs> requires projection at 0.25 normal sprocket drive. 
That movie sounds awful. (laughs) It's highly experimental. Various Small Flames. B.S. Latrodectus Mactons Productions. Cosgrove Watt. Pam Heath. Ken and Johnson. 16 millimeters. 25 minutes with recursive loop for automatic replay. Color. Silent with sounds of human coitus. Appropriated from... (laughs) And credited to Caballero Control Corp. adult videos. (laughs) Parody of neoconceptual structuralist films of God Boot and Vaudrillard. End frame images of myriad varieties of small household flames. From lighters and birthday candles to stovetop gas rings and grass clippings ignited by sunlight through a magnifying glass. Alternated with anti-narrative sequences of a man, Watt, sitting in a dark bedroom drinking bourbon while his wife, Heath, and an Amway representative, Johnson, have acrobatic coitus in the background's lit hallway. <laughs> Maybe that's bordering on, on pretentious, but I kind of get what he's going for there. Okay, Molly, how many pages more pages of, are there of this? ASMR. A bunch. Why? What time are we at? We're at 28 minutes right now. Let's do let's do at least two more. Well, of I'm these. kind of thinking like, should we just do all of them now? And if you don't want to hear the rest of these, just go to the next episode. Totally. Yes. If you're listening to this the way a normal po- person would listen to this podcast, um, this is going to be a long episode and it's going to be James Owen Condense's entire filmography. So buckle up or get off the ride. Yeah, if you we'll we'll try to keep it light, uh, but we should just get through these and we just go, and just and move the next on. one will be the next episode. So if you're tired of this, it goes on like this. But we'll in our dedication time. to do this, stu- doing this stupid project to completion, let's do, let's read them. Let's all. let's go. All right, let's just go. All right. Uh, so that that um, various small flames was unreleased due to litigation by 1960s U.S. conceptual director of various small fires, <laughs> Ed Russia Ru- Rush Rushka. <laughs> Interlaced Hell End Cartridge re-release number 330-54-94 YTSDB. Cage 3, free show. BS, Latrodectus Mactons Productions slash Infernatron Animation Concepts, Canada. Cosgrove Watt, P.A. Heaven, Everard Maynell, Pam Heath. Partial animation, 35 millimeters, 65 minutes, black and white, sound. The figure of death, Heath, presides over the front entrance of a carnival sideshow whose spectators watch performers undergo unspeakable degradations so grotesquely compelling that the spectators' eyes become larger and larger until the spectators themselves are transformed into gigantic eyeballs in chairs, while on the other side of the sideshow tent, the figure of life, heaven, uses a megaphone to invite fairgoers to an exhibition in which if the fairgoers consent to undergo unspeakable degradations, they can witness ordinary persons gradually turn into gigantic eyeballs. Sounds like he's a, attempted a kind of sallow thing, you know? Mm. That was interlaced tell ent feature cartridge number 357-65-65. The Medusa versus the Odalisk. B.S. Latrodectus. I'm not going to be able to say this by the end. Latrodectus Mactons Productions. Uncredited cast, zone plating laser holography by James O. Incandenza and Urquhart Ogilvy Jr. Okay. Holographic fight choreography by Kenjiro Hirota, courtesy of Sony Entertainment Asia. <laughs> He's making deals. 78 millimeters, 29 minutes, black and white, 
silent with audience noises appropriated from network broadcast television. <laughs> Mobile holograms of two visually lethal mythologic females duel with reflective surfaces on stage while a live crowd of spectators turns to stone. Limited celluloid run, privately re-released on magnetic video by Latrodectus Macton's Productions. That one really seems like it's going to hang on the fight choreography. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be dope. But they got that guy on loan from Asia, so it's probably pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Machine and the Ghost annular holography for fun and profit. Profit is spelled like the religious way. Okay. B.S. Heliotrope Films Limited slash National Film Board of Canada. Narrator P.A. Heaven, 78 millimeters. <laughs> I really like the name P.A. Heaven. Mm-hmm. 35 minutes, color, sound. Non-technical introduction to theories of annular enhancement and zone plating and their applications in high-resolution laser holography. Unreleased due to U.S. slash Canadian diplomatic tensions. <laughs> Homo duplex. <laughs> <laughs> B.S. Latrodectus Macton's Productions, narrator P.A. Heaven, Super 8 millimeter, 70 minutes, black and white, sound. Parody of Wojtitz and Shulgin's post-structural anti-documentaries. Interviews with 14 Americans who are named John Wayne, but are not the legendary 20th century film actor John Wayne. Magnetic video, limited release. Uh, it's a funny concept, but I would really have to pay out with how the interviews went. Sounds like a BuzzFeed video. It does sound like a BuzzFeed video. Actually, there was an article about um, pe- a bunch of people who are named um, Shaquille, as o- in Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Like, just because that was a name that went from, like, no, no one, one was named it. here. Yeah. yeah. Zero gravity tea ceremony. B.S. Latrodectic Macton. <laughs> We're not even close to being done. Lat- Latrodectus Macton's Productions. Ken N. Johnson, Judith Fukuoka, Hearn, uh, Otto Brandt, E.J. Kenkel. 35 millimeters, 82 minutes, black and white slash color, silent. The intricate Ocha Kai is conducted 2.5 meters off the ground in the Johnson Space Center's zero-gravity simulation chamber. <laughs> I assume Ocha Kai is some kind like of traditional yeah. Japanese tea ceremony. Celluloid, interlaced, tele-entry, release 357-40-01, YPW. Prenuptial agreement of heaven and hell. <laughs> B.S. Latrodectus Macton's Productions slash Infernatron Animation Concepts Canada. Animated with uncredited voices. 35 millimeters, 59 minutes, color, sound. God and Satan play poker with tarot cards for the soul of an alcoholic sandwich bag salesman obsessed with Bernini's The Ecstasy of St. Teresa. <laughs> the Ecstasy of St. Teresa appears in a Dan Brown novel as well. Mm. So, literary connections. Uh, there, this won't be, I remember this. This will not be the last time we hear about the Ecstasy of St. Teresa in this book. Privately re released on celluloid and magnetic video by Latrodectus Macton's Productions. The joke BS Latrodectus Macton's Productions. Audience as reflexive cast 35mm X2 cameras, variable length, black and white, silent. Parody of Hollis Frampton's audience-specific events. Two Ikigami EC35 video cameras in theater record the film's audience and project the resultant raster onto screen. The theater audience watching itself 
watch itself get the obvious joke and become increasingly self-conscious and uncomfortable and hostile supposedly compromises oh god supposedly compromises the film's involuted anti-narrative flow in condenses first truly controversial project film and cartridge cultures sperber credited it credited it with quote unwittingly sounding the death knell of post post structural film <laughs> in terms of sheer annoyance <laughs> uh i would like i would i would go to see that exhibit or no i would because the thing is you wouldn't want to participate in it what you would want to see is the recording of the thing happening mm-hmm. so you could watch the people watch themselves but not be one of the people watching yourself but that's why it's post post structuralist because that film then can never exist yeah it's true the film well, is you record it when you do yeah i know uh, but that's not the film <laughs> the film is the joke i know ah! Okay, that was non non recorded magnetic video screenable in theater venue only, now unreleased. Various lacrimose US corporate middle management figures, unfinished, unreleased. Portraits of hideous men. <laughs> mm-hmm. Every inch of Disney Leaf. BS. Latrodectus Mactons Productions slash medical imagery of Alberta Limited. <laughs> Disney Leaf. Computer enlarged 35 millimeter X2M. Uh, 253 minutes. Ooh, that's a long one. Color, silent. Miniaturized, endoscopic, and micro-invasive cameras traverse entire exterior and interior of one of Incandenza's technical crew as he sits on a folded serape in the Boston Common listening to a public forum on uniform North American metricization. <laughs> Private release... On magnetic video by Latrodectus Mactons Productions, interlaced tell and re-release number three hundred fifty-seven dash fifty-six dash thirty-four YPW. You know, one of my first paying jobs was editing endoscopic surgery video. You told me that, and I would not have been able to do that. Job. Well, if anybody has made it this deep into that episode, that's some rare Chris trivia. Mm, mm. Infinite Jest three. Hell yeah! I e- heard that was the best one. BS Latrodectus Mactons Productions, uncredited cast. 16 slash 35 millimeters, color, sound. Unfinished, unseen remake of Infinite Jest 1 and 2, unreleased. Mm-hmm. He's, trying, he's trying to work something out there. He is. I suspect when he finishes it, it's it's curtains for us all. Well, uh, found drama one. I'm also trying, I can't, yes. I, we're just making this go longer by keep interrupting, but I'm trying to find like narrative in like his, his uh, like, the 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 materials he's using and stuff mm-hmm. like that it's not really panning out but i'm not seeing that much of it either um there's there's not a lot of like consistency in terms of like time materials you know, yeah runtime uh, yeah film stock found drama 1 found drama 2 and found drama 3 conceptual conceptually unfilmable and unreleased <laughs> the man who began to suspect he was made of glass Year of the Whopper. So this is the, his first subsidized time film. Okay. Lecture Dectus, Mactons Productions. Cosgrove Watt, Gerhard Stitt. Remember that name? I do, but I don't remember what He's an ETA faculty member. It, does this also kind of serve as a uh, a, a chronology of the uh, the subsidized time? Yes. Yes. See, I see what he's doing here. Um, let me just double check that. Yes. So I can read it back to you afterwards. But yes, the year of the Whopper is the first year of subsidized time. Uh, Gerhard Stitt, 35 millimeters, 21 minutes, black and white, sound. 
a man undergoing intensive psychotherapy discovers that he is brittle, hollow, and transparent to others and becomes either transcendentally enlightened or schizophrenic. <laughs> Interlaced talent feature cartridge number 357-59-00. Found drama five. Found drama six. Conceptual, conceptually unfilmable, unreleased. <laughs> I don't know what happened to found drama four. The American century as seen through a brick. Year of the Whopper, Latrodectus Macton's Productions, documentary cast with narration by P.A. Heaven, 35 millimeters, 52 minutes, color with red filter and oscillophotography, silent with narration. As U.S. Boston's historical Back Bay streets are stripped of brick and repaid with polymerized cement, the resultant career of one catapult, wait, one catapult to a waste quarry in southern Quebec to its use in the FLQ-incited anti-ONAN riots of January mm -hmm. slash Whopper, all intercut with ambiguous shots of a human thumb's alterations in the, vid in the interference pattern of a plucked string. We're privately released on magnetic video by Latrodectus Macton's production. So he's using this to tell us the history of this timeline. The history of this timeline. Um... Note EWD catapult. This might be a way, perhaps, of uh, slinging toxic waste from America north. Is that written in there, or are you telling me That's no? me telling you okay. that. We'll see the, them again. All right, moving on. The Onantiad, <laughs> Year of the Whopper, Latrodectus Macton's Productions, slash Claymation Action Sequences, Copyright Infernatron Animation Concepts, Canada. Cosgrove Watt, P.A. Heaven, Pam Heath, Ken N. Johnson, Ibn Said Chawaf, <laughs> Jesus, Squire Friedel, <laughs> Marla Dean Chum, <laughs> Herbert G. Birch, Everard Maynell, 35 millimeters, 76 minutes, black and white slash color, sound slash silent. Oblique, obsessive, and not very funny claymation love triangle played out against live-acted backdrop of the inception of North American interdependence and continental reconfiguration, privately released on magnetic video by Latrodectus Macton's Productions. The Universe Lashes Out, Year of the Whopper, Latrodectus Macton's Productions, documentary cast with narrator Herbert G. Birch, 16mm, 28 minutes, color, silent with narration. Documentary on the evacuation of Atkinson, New Hampshire, slash New Quebec, at the inception of Continental Reconfiguration. Mm -hmm. Magnetic video, limited release. All right. Maybe people should listen to this. <laughs> it, <laughs> Whatever. I think uh, this is going to be a lot of good context. Yeah. Poultry in Motion, Year of the Whopper, Latrodectus Macton's Productions, Documentary cast with narrator P.A. Heaven, 16 millimeters, 56 minutes, color, silent with narration. Documentary on renegade North Syracuse, New New York turkey farmers bid to prevent toxification of Thanksgiving crop by commandeering long, shiny ONAN trucks to transplant over 200,000 pertussive fowl south to Ithaca. Magnetic video, limited release. This fucking bastard hiding his key to this whole book in this interminable list of movies. What a jerk. It's all part of just making you suffer through boredom to get to the good stuff, right? That's entertainment. That's entertainment. Mm -hmm. Found drama nine. Found drama 10. Found drama 11. Did we miss found drama 
Eight? Did, I don't know. Did we? <laughs> Conceptual, conceptually unfilmable, unreleased. Mobius strips, Year of the Whopper, Latrodectus Mactens Productions, Hugh Rection, <laughs> Pam Heath, Bunny Day, Taffy Apple, 35 millimeters, 109 minutes, black and white, sound, pornography parody, possible parodic homage to Fosse's All That Jazz, <laughs> in which a theoretical physicist, Rection, that's as in huge yes. G Rection, who can only achieve creative mathematical insight during coitus, conceives of death as a lethally beautiful woman, Heath. Interlaced talent feature cartridge number 357, 65, 32, Year of the Whopper. Mm, seems a little uh, blunt in its messaging. Yeah, a little um, Sophomoric, yeah. Wave bye-bye to the bureaucrat, Year of the Whopper, Latrodectus Mactens Productions, Everard Maynell, Philip T. Smothergill, Paul Anthony Heaven, Ooh. Oh, wow. He changed his uh, billing. Yeah, interesting. Pamela Sue Voorhees. By the way, I'm going to use Paul Anthony Heaven if I ever need to give out a fake name for anything. Absolutely, you should. 16 millimeters, 19 minutes, black and white, sound. Possible parody slash homage to BS public service announcement cycle of Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. A harried commuter is mistaken for Christ by a (laughs) child he knocks over. That sounds pretty good. Um... And this, that actually, uh, the Church of Latter-day Saints takes us to an end note, end note or a footnote, footnote C. C, Romney and Sperber, has James Owen Condensa ever even once produced one genuinely original or unappropriated or non-derivative thing from the post-millennium film cartridge journal, uh, seven through nine, fall, winter, YPW. Did he, is, is that Mormon review from somebody named Romney? Maybe. Interesting. He does his research. He knows Mm, his Mormons. Maybe. All right. Also, I need to say here that there, it appears that my page has actually been somewhat misprinted and there are just, um, uh, in superscript ones printed all over the page indiscriminately, which seems like a funny either joke or maybe this is supposed to be this way. I don't know. Blood sister, one tough nun. Year of the Tux Medicated Pad, Latrodectus Mactens Productions, Telma Hurley, Pam Heath, Marla Dean Chum, Diane Saltoon, Soma Richardson Levy, Cosgrove Watt, 35 millimeters, 90 minutes, color, sound. Parody of revenge slash recidivism action genre mm-hmm. of formerly delinquent nuns, Hurley's, failure to reform a juvenile delinquent, Chum, leads to a rampage of recidivist revenge. Uh, interlaced talent, pulse dissemination, 21st of July, YTMP, cartridge number 357-8704. Classic nunsploitation. Nunsploitation, baby. Infinite Jest 4. From the year of the Tux medicated pad. Latrodectus Mactens Productions. Pam Heath, question mark. Madame Psychosis, question mm-hmm. mark. 78 millimeters, 90 minutes, question mark. Color, sound unfinished, unseen attempt at completion of Infinite Jest 3. Unreleased. Let There Be Light. Light is spelled L-I-T-E. Year of the Tux Medicated Pad, Poor Yorick Entertainment Unlimited. A new production company. Mm -hmm. Documentary cast with narrator Ken N. Johnson, 16 millimeters, 50 minutes, question mark. Black and white, silent with narration. 
unfinished documentary on genesis of reduced calorie bourbon industry. <laughs> well, tell me more about this reduced calorie bourbon. Oh, unre- well, I can't because it's unreleased. Okay. Sorry. Uh, untitled, unfinished, unreleased. <laughs> uh, no Troy. No Troy. Year of the Whopper. Uh, Latrodectus Mactin's Productions. No Cast. Liquid Surface Holography by Urquhart Ogilvy Jr. 35 millimeters, 7 minutes, enhanced color, silent. Scale model holographic recreation of Troy, New York's bombardment by miscalibrated waste displacement vehicles and its subsequent elimination by ONAN cartographers. Mm. Magnetic mm-hmm. video, mm-hmm. private release, limited to New Brunswick, Alberta, Quebec. <laughs> Uh, note, archivists in, Can- in Canada and the U.S. West Coast do not list No Troy, but do list the titles The Violet City and The Violet X City, respectively, leading scholars to conclude that the same film was released under several different appellations. Okay. Untitled, unfinished, unreleased. Okay. Valuable coupon has been... Yes? No, just, uh, just looking at... Valuable coupon has been removed. Year of the Tux medicated pad. Poor Yorick Entertainment Unlimited. Cosgrove Watt. Philip T. Smothergill. Diane <laughs> Saltoon. Philip, uh, 16 millimeters, 52 minutes. Color, silent. Possible Scandinavian psychodrama parody. Okay. A boy helps his alcoholic delusional father and dissociated mother dismantle their bed to search for rodents. And later he intuits the future feasibility of DT cycle lithiumized annular fusion <laughs> celluloid unreleased uh, it sounds like it starts off like a canal scar and then turns into a bit of a sci-fi thing mm-hmm. baby pictures of famous dictators <laughs> year of the tux medicated pad poor york entertainment unlimited documentary or uncredited cast with narrator pa heaven back to ba 16 millimeters 45 minutes black and white sound Children and adolescents play a nearly incomprehensible nuclear strategy game with tennis equipment against the real or holographic question mark backdrop of sabotage asks me in 1900 atmospheric displacement towers exploding and toppling during the new New England chemical emergency of YW. Celluloid unreleased okay okay all right all right the, the picture's starting to fill in with mm-hmm. these documentaries and, and, and satires mm-hmm. stand behind the men behind the wire <laughs> <laughs> year of the tux medicated pad poor york entertainment unlimited documentary cast with narrator soma richardson levy super eight millimeter 52 minutes black and white slash color sound Shot on location north of Lowell, Massachusetts. Documentary on Essex County Sheriff's Department and Massachusetts Department of Social Services Expedition to track, verify, capture, or propitiate the outsized feral infant alleged to have crushed, gummed, or picked up and dropped over a dozen residents of Lowell in January, YTMP. Interlaced tell-ent cartridge. 357, 1256. The giant infant is a good idea for a cryptid. Mm-hmm. As of yore, year of the Tux medicated pad, poor York Entertainment Unlimited, Cosgrove Watt, Marlon Bain, 16 slash 78 millimeters, 181 minutes, black and white slash color, sound. A middle-aged tennis instructor preparing to instruct his son in tennis 
becomes intoxicated in the family's garage and subjects his son to a rambling monologue while the son weeps and perspires. Interlaced tell and cartridge number 357-1609. That one also sounds autobiographical. We'll, we will actually read this later. Okay. That, that scene comes back. The clever little bastard. <laughs> Unfinished, unseen, unreleased. Damn. The cold majesty of the numb. Unfinished, unseen, unreleased. Good-looking men in small, clever rooms that utilize every centimeter of available space with mind-boggling efficiency. We've heard of that before, right? Um, I read that to you, I think, off, off mic. Okay, okay. Unfinished due to hospitalization. Okay. Unreleased. Low-temperature civics. Year of the Tux medicated pad. Poor York Entertainment Unlimited. Cosgrove Watt. Herbert G. Birch. Ken N. Johnson. Soma Richardson-Levy. Everard Maynell. Madame Psychosis, Philip T. Smothergill, Paul Anthony Heaven, 35 millimeters, 80 minutes, black and white, sound. Weiler parody in which four sons, Birch, Johnson, Maynell, and Smothergill, intrigue for control of a sandwich bag conglomerate after their CEO father, Watt, has an ecstatic encounter with death, psychosis, and becomes irreversibly catatonic. Sounds like succession. It does. Uh, National Dissemination in Interlaced Tell Ents Cavalcade of Evil series, <laughs> January of the Year of the Trial Size Dove Bar, and Interlaced Tell Ent Cartridge, number 357-8905. At least three cheers for cause and effect. <laughs> year of the Tux Medicated Pad, Poor York Entertainment Unlimited, Cosgrove Watt, Pam Heath, Hugh G. Rection. He's back. He's back, baby. 78 millimeters, 26 minutes, black and white, sound. The headmaster of a newly constructed high-altitude sports academy, Watt, becomes neurotically obsessed with litigation over the construction's ancillary damage to a VA hospital far below as a way of diverting himself from his wife's, Heath's, poorly hidden affair with the academically renowned mathematical topologist who is acting as the project's architect. Also possibly autobiographical. Putting a pin in that for later. Yes. And uh, that architect is, of course, played by Rection. He's venturing out into non-pornographic roles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's see if he can make the jump over into the legitimate film. (laughs) And that is celluloid and unreleased. The Desire to Desire. Year of the Tux Medicated Pad. Poor York Entertainment Unlimited. Robert Lingley. Madame Psychosis. Marla Dean Chum. 35 millimeters. 99 minutes, question mark, black and white, silent. A pathology resident, Lingley, falls in love with a beautiful cadaver, psychosis, and the paralyzed sister, Chum, she died rescuing from the attack of an oversized feral infant, listed by some archivists as unfinished and unreleased. God, what happened with these feral infants? Yeah, I'm curious about these infants. I'm sure we'll learn more. I would like to learn more. Safe boating is no accident. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't that the truth? Here, the Tux medicated pad, question mark, poor York Entertainment Unlimited, slash x-ray and infrared photography by Shuko Mist Medical Pressure Systems, Enfield, Massachusetts. Ken N. Johnson, Madame Psychosis, P.A. Heaven, Kierkegaard slash Lynch, question mark, parody. Okay. (laughs) A claustrophobic water ski instructor, Johnson, Struggling with his romantic conscience after his fiance, Psychosis's face, is grotesquely mangled by an outboard propeller, 
becomes trapped in an overcrowded hospital elevator with a defrocked Trappist monk, two overcombed missionaries for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, an enigmatic fitness guru, the Massachusetts State Commissioner for Beach and Water Safety, and seven severely intoxicated opticians with silly hats and exploding cigars. Listed by some archivists as completed the following year, YTSDB, unreleased. Sounds like a disaster. It doesn't sound like a very uh, effective Lynch parody. Mm-hmm. Very low impact. Year of the Tux medicated pad. Poor Yorick Entertainment Unlimited. Marla Dean Chum. Pam Heath. Soma Richardson Levy O'Byrne. Sounds like she got married. <laughs> uh, <laughs> also really close to my name. 35 millimeters. 30 minutes. Color. Sound. A narcoleptic aerobics... <laughs> <laughs> a narcoleptic aerobics instructor struggle chum struggles to hide her condition from students and employers <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great oh god that sounds like a, a amazing sh- a short how long did you say that was just uh 30 minutes perfect a oh, wonderful that sounds like a great episode of fraser or something totally <laughs> it's a posthumous release uh yq uh y y w q m d Interlaced tele and cartridge number 357 97 29. The knight wears a sombrero. <laughs> Year of the tux medicated pad? Question mark. Ken N. Johnson, Philip T. Smothergill, Diane Saltoon, Madame Psychosis. Thir- 78 millimeters, 105 minutes, color, silent slash sound. Parody slash homage to Lang's Rancho Notorious. A nearsighted apprentice cowpoke, Smothergill, swearing vengeance for a gunslinger's, Johnson's, rape of what he, the cowpoke, mistakenly believes is the motherly brothel owner, Saltoon, he, the cowpoke, is secretly in love with, loses the trail of the gunslinger after misreading a road sign and is drawn to a sinister Mexican ranch where edibly aggrieved gunslingers are ritually blinded by a mysterious veiled nun, Psychosis. Listed by some archivists as completed the preceding year, YW. Interlaced Tell End Cartridge 357 56 51. That sounds pretty good too. That sounds almost like a Jordowski film. The Knight Wears a Sombrero. Yeah. Accomplice with a question, uh, uh, exclamation point. Year of the Tux Medicated Pad. Poor York Entertainment Unlimited. Cosgrove Watt. Stokely Dark Star McNair. 16 millimeters, 26 minutes, color, sound. An aging pederast mutilates himself out of love for a strangely tattooed street hustler. Interlaced talent cartridge number 357-1010, withdrawn from dissemination after cartridge scene reviewers called Accomplice, quote, the stupidest, nastiest, least subtle, and worst edited product of a pretentious (laughs) and wretchedly uneven career, unquote. Now unreleased. And then we have three in a row, untitled, unfinished, unreleased. Having some trouble. Dial C for concuspience. <laughs> no, wait, no. Concupiscence? Oh, God. Help me. Concupiscence? Concupiscence? Yes. Concupiscence. Concupiscence. Dial C for concupiscence? Something like that. <laughs> oh, God. You're the trial size dove bar. Poor York Entertainment Unlimited. Soma Richardson Levy O'Byrne. Marla Dean Chum. Ibn Said Chawaf, Yves Francoeur, 35 millimeters, 122 minutes, black and white, 
silent with subtitles. Parodic noir-style tribute to Bresson's Les Anges du Péché. <laughs> a cellular phone operator, Richardson Levy O'Byrne, mistaken by a Quebecois terrorist, Francor, for another cellular phone operator, Chum, the FLQ had mistakenly tried to assassinate, mistakes his mistaken attempts to apologize as attempts to assassinate her, Richardson Levy O'Byrne, and flees to a bizarre Islamic religious community whose members communicate with each other by means of semaphore flags, <laughs> where she falls in love with an armless Near Eastern medical attache, played okay. by Shawaf. Released in interlaced talents, Howls from the Margin underground film series, March of YT SDB, uh, and interlaced talent cartridge number 357-7543. Things are coming interesting, together. Interesting. Insubstantial Country, Gear of the Trial-Sized Dove Bar, Poor York Entertainment Unlimited, Cosgrove Watt, 16 millimeters, 30 minutes, black and white, silent slash sound. An unpopular apregard filmmaker, Watt, either suffers a temporal lobe seizure and becomes mute, or else is the victim of everyone else's delusion that his, Watt's, temporal lobe seizure has left him mute. Interesting. It sounds like somebody in the Condenza family. Sounds like a little problem, huh? Uh, that's private cartridge released by Poor York Entertainment Unlimited. It was a great marvel that he was in the father without knowing him. <laughs> Year of the trial size Dove Bar, Poor York Entertainment Unlimited, Cosgrove Watt, Philip T. Smothergill, 16 millimeters, five minutes, black and white, silent slash sound. A father, Watt, suffering from the delusion that his etymologically precocious son, Smothergill, mm -hmm. is pretending to be mute, poses as a professional conversationalist in order to mm -hmm. draw the boy out. Mm-hmm. Okay, sounds autobiographical. Released in interlaced talents, Howls from the Margin, underground film series, March YTSDB. I would love to get my hands on one of these Howls from the Margin compilations. Totally. And interlaced talent cartridge, 357-7550. If I was running a record label and I was doing like my up-and-comers like uh, uh, compilation tapes, I'd call it Howls from the Margin. Yeah, I think that's good. Cage 4, web, unfinished, unreleased. Cage 5, Infinite Gym, <laughs> unfinished, unreleased. Death and the Single Girl, unfinished and unreleased. The film adaptation of Peter Weiss's The Persecution and Assassination of Marat as performed by the inmates of the asylum at Charenton under the direction of the Marquis de Sade. <laughs> Whoa. That is a real thing, right? Um. Uh, yes? yes, Peter Weiss. Yeah, that that thing, the persecution of in, of Marat by the asylum, the members of the asylum. Keep reading. I'll look it up. Okay, year of the trial size Dove Bar, Poor York Entertainment Unlimited, James O. in Condenza. Ooh, he's in it. Disney Leith, Urquhart Ogilvy Jr., Jane Ann Prickett, Herbert G. Birch, Madame Psychosis, Marla Dean Chum, Marlon Bain, Pam Heath. Soma Richardson Levy O'Byrne. Oh, oh my God. Soma Richardson Levy O'Byrne Chawaf. She got married she again. She got married again. She got married to the guy who played the Near Eastern medical attache in one of those earlier films. Ken N. Johnson, Diane Saltoon, Super 8 millimeter, 88 minutes, black and white, silent slash sound. 
fictional interactive documentary on Boston stage production of Weiss's 20th century play within play in which the documentary's chemically impaired director in Condensa repeatedly interrupts the inmates dumb show capering and Marat and Saad's dialogues to uh, discourse incoherently on the implications of Brando's method acting and Artaud's theater of cruelty for North American filmed entertainment, irritating the actor who plays Marat, Leith, to such an extent that he has a cerebral hemorrhage and collapses on stage well before Marat's scripted death. Whereupon the play's nearsighted director, Ogilvy, mistaking the actor who plays Saad, Johnson, for Incondenza, throws Saad into Marat's medicinal bath and throttles him to death. Whereupon the extra dramatic figure of death, psychosis, descends deus ex machina to bear Marat and Saad away, while Incondenza becomes ill all over the theater audience's first row. <laughs> <laughs> uh, eight millimeter sink projection celluloid. It's unreleased due to litigation and hospitalization. <laughs> yes, Maratzad is a real play. I, I knew that that was real. Um, have you noticed that uh, this mysterious Madame Psychosis always plays like the figure of death yes. or like a beautiful, yes. mysterious woman? Hmm. Too much fun, unfinished, unreleased. The unfortunate case of me, unfinished, unreleased. Sorry all over the place. <laughs> Unfinished, unreleased. Infinite Jest 5, question mark? Year of the trial-sized Dove Bar. Poor York Entertainment Unlimited. Madame Psychosis. No other definitive data. Thorny problem for ar archivists. Incondenza's last film. Incondenza's death occurring during its post-production. Most archival authorities list as unfinished and unseen. Some list as completion of Infinite Jest 4, for which Incondenza also used Psychosis, thus list the film under Incondenza's output for YTMP. Though no scholarly synopsis or report of viewing exists, two short essays in different issues of Cartridge Quarterly East <laughs> refer to the film as extraordinary and, far and away, James O. Incondenza's most entertaining and compelling work. West Coast Archivist lists the film's gauge as 16 dot 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 78 dot 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 millimeters, basing the gauge on critical allusions to radical experiments in viewers, optical perspective, and context mm. as Infinite Jest 5 question mark's distinctive feature. Though Canadian archivist Tet Besh lists the film as completed and privately distributed by PYEU through posthumous provisions in the filmmaker's will, all other comprehensive filmographies have the film either unfinished or unreleased, its master cartridge either destroyed or vaulted Swede testator. Okay. What does that mean? Do you know what that means? I don't know what that means. I'm going to look it up. All right. Because I think it's important. Uh... The persecution and assassination of Jean-Paul Marat, as performed by the inmates of the asylum of Chanteron under the direction of Marquis de Sade, is a 1963 play by Peter Weiss, his first work published in German, incorporating dramatic elements characteristic of both Anton Artaud and Bertolt Brecht. It is a depiction of class struggle and human suffering that asks whether true evolution comes from changing society or changing oneself. Wow. That is, that, that is a question, huh? We do live in a society. We do be living in a society. But we live. And that's what the play... Uh, asks. Uh, I really apologize for not having ever taken Latin. I don't know how it's pronounced, but sui testa testator 
means of its original viewer, meaning uh, the La- James Owen Condenses final film, Infinite Jest 5, might be vaulted with the original viewer, perhaps implanted in his head. Okay. Oh my God, is that it? Yes, we did it. We did it. Wow. Oh, man. But we got to go back and finish the sentence that... Okay, that that was a part of. That was okay, part great, of. Actually, great. no, 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 we don't. That was the end. But you know what? There's there's a page, uh, about a, three quarters of a page. All right, just finish the Let's chapter. Let's finish the chapter. We're back once again talking about the history of James Owen Condensa. Right. But not filmographically. The tall, ungainly, socially challenged, and hard-drinking Dr. Incandenza's May-December marriage. Oh, God, we have to go back. Oh, God. He sent you back after less than a sentence. More like July-October, actually. Okay. That's uh, end note number 25. July-October. May-December marriage to one of the few bona fide bombshell-type females in North American academia the extremely tall and high-strung, but also extremely pretty and gainly and teetotaling and classy Dr. Avril Mondragon, the only female academic ever to hold the McDonald chair in prescriptive usage at the Royal Victoria College of McGill University, whom Incondensed met at a University of Toronto conference on reflective versus reflexive systems, was rendered even more romantic by the bureaucratic tribulations involved in obtaining an exit and then an entrance visa to say nothing of a green card for even a U.S. spouse, Professor Mondragon, whose involvement, however demonstrably nonviolent, with certain members of the Quebecois separatist left while in graduate school, had placed her on her, her name on the RCMP's notorious Personnes à qui on doit surveiller <laughs> attentivement list. The birth of the Incandenza's first child, Orin, had been at least partly a legal maneuver. Mm. It is known that during the last five years of his life, Dr. James O. Incandenza liquidated his assets and patent licenses, ceded control over most of the Enfield Tennis Academy's operations to his wife's half-brother, a former engineer most recently employed in amateur sports administration at Throppinghamshire, <laughs> Throppinghamshire Provincial College, New Brunswick, Canada, and devoted his unimpaired hours almost exclusively to the production of documentaries, technically recondite art films, and mordantly obscure and obsessive dramatic cartridges, leaving behind a substantial, given the late age at which he bloomed creatively, number of completed films and cartridges, some of which have earned a small academic following for their technical feck and for a pathos that was somehow both surreally abstract and CNS-rendingly melodramatic at the same time. CNS central nervous system. <laughs> professor. Did he just use feck as in like the opposite of feckless? Yeah, I think he did. I think he did that. I've never heard. He did he that. He did that. Professor James O. Incandenza Jr.'s untimely suicide at 54 was held a great loss in at least three worlds. President J. Gentle, FC, <laughs> acting on behalf of the USDD's ONR and ONAN post-annular AEC, conferred a posthumous citation and conveyed his condolences by classified ARPANET electronic mail. Incandenza's burial in Quebec's Lille County was twice delayed by annular hyperfluoration cycles. 
uh, Cornell University Press announced plans for a festschrift. What is that? Whatever. We'll look it up after. Certain leading young, quote, apres guard and anti-confluential filmmakers employed in their output for the year of the trial-sized Dove Bar, certain oblique visual gestures, most involving the chiaroscuro lamping and custom lens effects for which Incandenza's distinctive deep focus was known, that paid the sort of deep insider's elegaic tribute no audience could be expected to notice. (laughs) (laughs) An interview with Incandenza was posthumously included in a book on the genesis of annulation and those of ETA's junior players whose hypertrophied arms could fit inside them wore black bands on court for almost a year. And that is like two pages of Of the actual actual book. book. So what pages did we cover in this? Um... Sixty-one to sixty-five. Pages sixty-one to sixty-five. But also, Christ alive. Nine hundred and eighty-five to nine hundred and ninety-four. I, it is. I get it, and I like it. A lot. It's not only are those descriptions very entertaining on their own right, but also spooling out little details about the background of the world and the character throughout the the filmography and the descriptions of them. It's a very obnoxiously clever way of telling a story. It is, and I like it quite a bit. Um, and it's also this is the first time doing that big feat of reading through all those, uh, you know, uh, titles is the first time because everything so far has been like very disconnected where things are starting to pull together. Yes. You're getting a little bit, maybe more of the history of like what is happening in the references to other characters. Um, so James Owen Condensa is the leading figure, you know, uh, it seems to be the mythic figure that looms in the background of this entire story. We're all, uh, living in his shadow in kind of a way. Yeah, well, that's the thing. He's already he's already dead when the curtain's up. So yeah. well, it's, my my other comment is it's kind of funny that uh, tennis is the only thing that they call you a pro in when you are not in fact a pro. Hmm. You know, because uh, when you just like teach at like a country club, you're a tennis pro, pro, but you're not really to say you're. You know, if I taught if I taught soccer or uh, basketball at like a country club, nobody would call me a professional bas like basketball player because you'd be in the, if you're doing that you're in the if you're a pro baller you're in the nba mm-hmm. but that's not true in tennis you know tennis you, you the the people who do this circuit are not the pros the pros are the ones who like teach at the rec center mm-hmm. i just thought that was funny also to uh, that is funny i'm just thinking too of how this all ties back to dfw who was of course a, a pretty good junior tennis player mm-hmm. that is the obvious biographical connection to what he's writing about but tennis is a game of geography it's about angles mm-hmm. what else is about angles filmmaking it's true so it's not a huge stretch that someone who might have started out as a uh a uh, really good at tennis guy would somehow end up being like a freaky filmmaker. Yeah. Uh, the When I thought that this wouldn't be an all-consuming segment, the, the thing that I wanted to look up was mm-hmm. Stan Breckridge's uh, Moth Light, which was an experimental film that uh, Stan Breckridge made uh, entirely 
using moth parts glued to cellu- cellu- uh, celluloid. Oh, my goodness. Like parts of, of insect moths. Yes. Uh, I thought that sounded like an incondensa-esque project. That certainly does. Um, all right. I We don't even get to the thing that... Uh, I. My my frivolous thing that I was going to put at the end of here, which was talking about Glenn Greenwald as another thing that makes people insane for for seemingly no reason. Right. Uh, but uh, I will say that Jesus Christ, how long do you think we went on this? <sighs> do we hit two hours? No, it's just an hour fifteen. Okay. Well, that's not so bad. <laughs> it's we, not so we, bad. We pod over that for our other pods. Yes. So. Uh, it's funny. Uh, people. Uh, I will say on this one, people. Um. Um. Had a very good, I thought a good idea, which is that if we have guests on, we should make them do the reading, guest readers. I would love that. That's all, It's also funny that pe- multiple people have commented that they would pay for a Patreon of this, which I have no idea what it would be other than just hiding half of this behind a, a paywall, mm-hmm. which I think is funny because this thing that is like, as we said, a shitpost of a podcast is getting um, re- requests for us to put it, stuff behind a paywall, whereas the other show that we do that we actually put a lot of effort into <laughs> uh, and that we've been running for three years, nobody's ever been like, you guys should do a Patreon. I think like one person. Not that we ever would would no, do a Patreon. That, we don't that need that. We all we only pod for the fun of it, for the love of pod. Uh, the oh god, there's the line from uh, X gonna give it to you where he's like, like we're put. I put in work. We do it all for the kids. We, we do it all for the kids. <laughs> anyway, honestly, if you've made it to the end of this episode, who are you? Re- uh, t- reveal yourself. DM me the the words Paul Allen Heaven. With your name and address, and I will send you a treat. You heard the man. Uh, It'd be funny if like a hundred people do that. Uh, offer is only good in the next in the next calendar month after I put this out. Okay. Uh, which will be the last infinite cast of the 2020 election cycle. Uh, mm. Next time we do this will either be from uh, a. Sl- slightly depressurized I think Biden America or uh, even more hyper pressurized Trump too I think a Biden America is going to be pressurized I think it is but I think for the time being the pressure will seem slightly less yeah we'll see just Um, letting a little bit of that steam out of the chamber you know totally yes so bye bye (laughs) bye